Hello, and welcome to the Michael Jordan episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 23. My name is Logan Wortman, and today I am joined, as usual, by my Terubic co-host, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how's it going? How is it going? And I didn't even... We just snuck up on 23. This one feels like it's going to be a little bit anticlimactic to be the Undisputed Goat episode, but we'll do our best to uh, bring the entertainment to the people, you know? Also, what are we going to do when we get to, like, the 70s? Yeah, honestly, I don't know. We, we're probably going to have to skip quite a few to get to, like, actual people that wore numbers. Or we could do, like, for, like, episode 36, you could do, like, Bill Russell Squared. There's a That's a terrible example because you got, like, your boy Marcus Smart. But, like, for those types of things, you could try to do, like... Combine them. Or, or addition, like the this is the Michael Jordan plus Dirk Nowitzki episode for the good yeah. old six. Yeah, but anyway. And now I'm just realizing that I think unintentionally LeBron isn't even going to have his own episode. Number six, I already used Bill Russell. 23 is going to Jordan. So I guess I could have done LeBron here for 23 and done Jordan for 45, but that would have felt very wrong also. (laughs) Also, okay, but then on the flip side, what if, like, because LeBron's already said that whenever Bronny James gets drafted, that team will get a year of LeBron. What if it's the Bulls? The Bulls are not going to unretire 23 Mm -hmm. just so LeBron could wear it. And what if somebody else already has six? Well, he can't switch to six there, I wouldn't think. Yeah, unless, yeah, the uh, the Bill Russell, like, NBA-wide retirement. Yeah. So maybe we just have to pray that he goes up. Yeah. And it happens before we get to that episode number. Because mm-hmm. LeBron is not the GOAT, but he deserves an episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if we have yeah. a fat lever episode, no disrespect, mm-hmm. I-, I feel like um, uh, uh, Michael Jordan, I mean, uh, LeBron one should exist. Yeah, very true. Debatably... The, the best player of all time. Like, I, I genuinely don't think people are absolutely insane no, for debating that. it's in the conversation. Like, it's not like a... Yeah. Like, if I were to come in hot and heavy that Marcus Smart's the greatest off or defensive guard of all time, that's a little bit whack because mm-hmm. of a, a man named Gary Payton. But, like, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, it's, it's not delusional to be like LeBron is in the conversation. Mm-hmm. If when people are like, it's not a question, that's delusional. Yeah. But to say he's in the conversation is, is totally realistic. But wow, who knew that the episode number would be such a fire-sparking topic? Yeah, for real. You know, we're going to have two Michael Jordans with 23 and 45. And then Kobe is going to be next for 24. We already did him for eight, I think, at least, if I can remember correctly. I don't know who else I would have done for eight. So those will be the only two, though, I think. They'll have multiple episodes. But anyways, let's get into what we're actually talking about today. And uh, to start off... I'd like to talk about some of the All-Star stuff. I know we got into it a little bit, like two weeks ago now. But the All-Star game is coming up in February, obviously. Um, I don't know exactly when the like selections are going to be solidified, so I kind of want to get ahead of the curve. And yeah, I just kind of wanted to break down my selections for all 12 spots, really, and debate some of those final ones who can make it in there over some other guys, uh, depending on some reasons. But... Uh, and Jacob will help me do that here today. Yeah, no, and uh, I didn't have a full 12, but like looking and thinking. So I guess for a little, like, I feel like we both kind of agree 
that like the starters are pretty much like not a question I don't think on really either side. Like I, I feel like the centers for both teams, the only thing that gets weird with centers is like what do you qualify certain players as? For like the West, mm-hmm. the center's Jokic. D- not a question. Because he's probably the MVP. But then like you've got LeBron and Anthony Davis both probably up there. I know that Anthony Davis was higher on the fan vote than he probably should be. I think Zion should be up there. But I guess – so I, the, as I'm sitting here looking, finding 12 and feeling good about 12 won't be that hard is I guess the best way to – best way to put it, who it should be. Because the van, the fan vote, as we complained about two weeks ago, or I did at least, has some wild names on there. Like, mm-hmm. Kavon Looney is not the ninth best player in the West in the front court. That's not how the world works. But, yeah, so I kind of jumped in. But, yeah, whenever uh, – I, so I'm, I'm ready with the list as well. And uh, we'll, we'll see how close our lists are. Okay, sounds good. So I'd like to start the conversation in the East maybe for the starters. So I'll give you my number one pick, I guess, for a starter in the front court. And then you tell me a name that's not that name. You know, t- well, tell me okay. if that guy's on your list too. Yeah. And then give me the next name that you have, basically. Well, hopefully, for starters, we don't run into that problem. But yeah, who, who, especially <laughs> in the East. I think, yeah. especially in the East. It, unless, except for this, this little thing that I might throw in as a curveball because I'm arguing positional stuff a little bit. No, and see, I feel like we're on the same argument, so I am I'm with you on this one. Unfortunately, okay. that's bad for radio, but I'm, I'm <laughs> I, we might be on the same wavelength for this one. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go with my first guy in the front court. I think I'm going to choose – man, this is hard. But to go with number one, I'll just go with Giannis. Yeah. And I guess maybe I should say something about him. Uh, he's <laughs> on the Milwaukee Bucks, great team. Um, you know, obviously the Greek freak. I, I don't think I really need to say much, honestly. Yeah. He's he's Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's going to be an all-star. Um, and I'll go uh, – Kevin Durant, I think, is my – Maybe no. I'll go. I'm not gonna be a homer. I'll I'll resist. I'll go. I'll go. KD. Uh, he's been on a tear when he's been able to play recently. Like he like jumped up to like should he be the MVP? He had like a, just a stretch of a couple games once Steve Nash got out. And I know that he was fighting that leg thing. I don't know if he's still out with that. I haven't been mm-hmm. able to pay as close of attention. But I think that like the first three. I guess because there's only one name left. I think. I'll say Tatum, but then it gets weird because then you have, like, if you put Giannis at the four, KD's your three, Embiid should not be a bench guy. Yeah. Is that the guy that you were thinking about? Yeah, I I actually, to jump ahead a little bit, I have Embiid at my center spot. Yeah. So, yeah, Embiid at the center, Giannis at the four, Durant at the three, and this is where it gets funky. I have Tatum in as a backcourt player. So I have him in as a guard. Oh. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Which, technically, I don't know, I don't think that will actually happen because yeah. of stupid rules and stuff. But, you know, if we're being genuine on, if you take all the players in the East, if you had to start them, make a starting five, you're going to put Tatum at the at two. At the two. I, oh, totally. Yeah. Because he has the ability to. Like, he's like, yeah. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that he like, well, I mean, you could also argue that, like, Giannis can't shoot, but, like, Kevin Durant... Tatum, uh, to a certain extent, you could even say, like, on the, the guard side, Brown. Donovan Mitchell is a little short, but, like, those guys can flex from two to four. Like, oh, yeah, ju- they easily. Just, just because it's 
weirdly enough, kind of the same position in what the NBA has become. But that's that's a topic exactly. for a whole other. It's almost like the the titles don't. It's center, point guard, wing, wing. Like that's all it is, pretty much anymore. Yep. I mean, even now, point centers are a thing. Like, mm-hmm. th- or you go you go all wing lineups. Those are the, like the Clippers. They start all five wings. You know. Well, no, and uh, the death squad, the death lineup, or whatever the Warriors called their thing. Yeah. That yep. was a glorified five wing. Curry's a pure point guard, but With like a guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like a. Yeah, it was one just, guard for wings. Yeah, it just gets weird. Uh, no, I got Toronto is literally just four wings or five wings running around being obnoxious on defense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so I think, and that's yeah, that hurts. But I think that's probably what'll make sense. Not that Tatum. I think Tatum will have to come off the bench then, probably. Um, in my yeah. in my five, I like your idea more, but I don't think that's what'll probably happen. Um, yeah. I guess that kind of segues into the people I think will probably get that two spot. I'll say a name in the, or get the front, the guard spots or the front, uh, backcourt spots. Um, I think this one's kind of hard. I've got it between three, but I know one of them is just because I want them to really bad. So I'll say Donovan Mitchell has to be one of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, He's my fifth starter. Yeah, I think that he should absolutely be in that. He should start, and especially if you need something. And then the other two that I think should be up there, I th- I think Brown should be up there because he's been very good recently. Mm-hmm. If he's not an all-star player, I'll be livid. Because apparently yeah. there's some debate that he's on the fringe of even being an all-star. And that blows my mind. If he didn't have Tatum, that dude's averaging 35 a night. Mm-hmm. But Oh, yeah. No. It's it's insane. Once we get down here towards the, the end of the 12, like – there's a lot of names. I get why some people say he's on the fringe. I do have him in my 12, spoiler alert, but it is close. You could argue me out of it, you know what I mean? But yeah, so you have, um, as your backcourt, Mitchell and Brown. Uh, Kyrie's also, I have like, a, I struggle to get a solid five. I have like six. Well, seven okay. if you count Embiid to have a true center. Like, I struggled to find – because in my brain, I still want to do, like, the positional, like, okay, my point guard would be Kyrie, my two would be Mitchell, my three would be KD with Giannis at the four and Embiid at the five. But then that kinks, kicks Tatum to the bench. In that, I'm mm-hmm. like, do I really want the, the two Js to be the first guys off the bench? But that would be an elite <laughs> substitution. Just visualize you're in Utah. The whole stadium just goes bright green, Celtics green, and in come the Jays for the first substitution, if they're on the same team, obviously. Or did they did they X-nay the weird voting thing? I don't even know how it works anymore. They're doing a draft. It is a draft so, again. That's what I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah so they I could guess be on I, different teams. I spoiled my a lot of them, but I, I think that it's like it gets hard. But yeah, I Kyrie Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Trey Young should probably be up there, but he's been like spotty. Uh, another James Harden's in the ballpark, but he's not. Re- he's been not there all the time. I'm pretty much just listing off elite guards in the in the East, which is pointless. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Sex um, Land or just the land part of Sex Land. Darius Garland yeah. is a guy that doesn't get enough love. Mm-hmm. But then For it gets sure. hard into who, then what's an All Star. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. So then, um, since we got the East starters nailed down. Uh, to repeat mine, I have Mitchell, Tatum, Giannis, Durant, and Embiid. Uh, and Jacob has, I'd say, roughly Kyrie. 
Yeah, I'll go Kyrie, Mitchell, Giannis, KD, Embiid. Okay. Sounds good. And then in the West, doing the starters over there, uh, we'll start in the front court again. Obviously, I think the easiest selection for this one is Nikola Jokic. Um, not much needs to be said there. But, Jacob, do you have a second front court guy to name? Uh, Zion. Yep. I think that that should be a uh... – He's a, he's a dude. He is as advertised. If he can figure out how to be – like I think he needs to slim down a little bit uh, just for longevity of a career. Uh, mm. But like he's a force when he's on the basketball court. It's terrifying yep. to watch. Yes. He just – he uh, bully balls his way to the rim. He basically just jumps towards the basket and finishes through any sort of contact. Uh, it's kind of like watching, he's like the rock and angry birds just slingshotting towards the rim all the time. It's fun to watch, but, uh, and then, so my other front court spot though, I agree with Jacob Zion is another one of my guys, but the third front court spot, I have LeBron James at the age, ripe old age, I should say of 37, right? Is he 38 yet? He might be 38. I don't I think know he's 37. Yeah, I'm I'm going with 37. I might check post recording. And then but. this is one that might be obnoxious. I want my third front court starter to be Laurie Markinen. Wow. Man okay. gets no love because he's in Utah. That dude is elite. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, not not so. kidding. Because like, okay. The way that I have it. Yeah, yeah, wait. Do you want to make the. I'm just going to turn it over to you, but I'm going to set it up as for what this truly is. Jacob, go ahead and make the case for why Laurie Markkinen should start in the All Star game over LeBron James. (laughs) Consistency. I'm just kidding. I think it's also more like the. It should be LeBron. I think it's also hard because, like, you look at, like, the list of guys, and when the, the fan returns come out or whatever, and you see that it's, like, LeBron and AD, I'm like, no. Like, I don't think AD should be there. He had great stretches, but I don't think he should be a starter, personally. Because he just hasn't been there the whole, like, he hasn't been part of that stretch the whole time. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I can't really, like, die on a soapbox. I don't feel that confidently. Markkinen should be an all-star. That is one thing I am confident in. But I don't don't think that he should be a all-star starter. I also just like the story. That's probably also a big reason why I'm like, give him an all-star appearance. I mean... (laughs) He gets in a better situation, gets a better coach. Not, a, I don't say a better coach, a coach that isn't dreading coaching younger players. <laughs> um, I just think that he's in a better situation now, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I'm glad that he's thriving in it because he's turning into what like people kind of thought he could have been. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you out of your, your hot take there. Um, like I, I, I don't think it's actually that insane. To, to make this case, I was just saying, I was kind of framing it like that because it sounds insane. You know what I mean? Like nobody no. would have expected that that would be actual conversation before the season. No, and and I think that like, and I I, ha- I didn't dive into the numbers to defend this like on, on a hill, I guess. But mm-hmm. I just feel like LeBron is just one of the guys that will always get a benefit of the doubt. And LeBron's been good. I'm not, this is I yeah. think the first year we've seen that he's not an immortal alien human being. That like okay, he is finally showing age at the thirty eight or thirty seven, whatever mm-hmm. you said it. It finally showed up. It just took ten years longer in the NBA than it does for normal people. Yeah, and he's still averaging like 
over 30 points a game, I'm pretty sure. No, no he's still, like, and that's why, and I, I just, I don't know. I think it's because of, like, the, the just the inkling of LeBron hate in me. Yeah. And I just don't want to give him the benefit of the And also the, the Lakers now. have been bad. That's probably another, another thing. thing, like, in the back of my brain that the Lakers, well, not that the Jazz have been, like, world breaker, like, world killers, but they've, they're a tough but, out no matter what. And they're significantly better than the Lakers this year. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'd be more scared... You're like, oh, you've got a winner go home against the Utah Jazz or the Lakers. I'm terrified if it's the Jazz. Not because mm-hmm. of a guy. I'm terrified of LeBron in that situation just because for all the LeBron's not clutch, he usually steps up yeah. when, when things get a little bit dicey. But, yeah. So I guess I can't make a die-on-the-hill type argument, but uh, he needs. To, I think that conversation should be a thing. Because mm-hmm. how, how does it even break down? Because I know the fans don't exclusively pick who the All-Stars are, but they yeah, have like they, a weirdly giant weight on it. The fans just choose the starters. Um, so, oh. I, but I think they have 50, it's a 50% weight for choosing the starters. And then uh, after, the char- after the starters are solidified, the coaches from around the league and maybe the media. I thought the players had some sort of vote. Or too. maybe it's the players. I think that it's the media and the fans for the starters is, and then maybe the coaches and the way. players. Yeah. But I know the coaches for sure have oh. a big part to do with the bench. Fans account for 50% of the vote to decide all-star starters. NBA players and media panel account for 25% each. Oh, okay. Players are for starters also. And then coaches might Must be 100%. Be I don't know. They, the they do a lot. Yeah. I know that they have a big weight. Um, But... Yeah, so, wait, are we finished with the West starters? I can't... No, we just did the front court. No, we do. We've only done the front court. So, to clarify, my front court is Jokic, Zion, and for... Because I did it for the East, I'll do it for the West also, for the fit, so I have a 5-4-3, and three, even mm-hmm. though it's weird to call LeBron a 3. But Mark... I'm going to I'm gonna just go LeBron, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just go LeBron, whatever. Cement the legacy. This is what... Has he missed one yet? Has he missed an all-star game yet? Oh, um, rookie season, I'm pretty sure. Does that Something. count as missing if you're a rookie, though? Yeah, not really. Like you're just <laughs> not getting the love that you deserve quite yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, my, my, it'll be, I'll go Jokic, Zion, LeBron as my front court starters. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That is mine as well. Um, and then moving into the guards, I think there's one clear guy here and i'll let you name him curry that wasn't mine really just because of the games missed thing really i guess if you take okay i think it's so then you have you uh donchich yeah luca was the guy i was thinking of yeah yeah i forgot about the games missed but it wasn't that many it was supposed to be way more he battled through it like a soldier it was about a month though i think I mean, he's played 31, I think. Oh, really? Which, I mean, isn't like a ton missed. It's just, Enough. I don't know. It's hard. It's well, like, when, what's the difference between Curry and Luka this season, really, other than games played, you know? No, that's true. Um, but then the thing that's hard then, because like, Luka was going to be my two. But then like, that feels wrong to leave Ja out. Yeah. And then... SGA is SGA? also yeah. Uh, who's another West? 
Yeah. I keep thinking Mitchell, but that's not it. But it's I, I got it, the numbers here. So Luca has played eleven more games than Steph so far this season, and we're about at the halfway point. Uh and he's leading the league in scoring with thirty three point seven points per game. Uh then he's got just under nine rebounds and nine assists per game as well. Yeah, no I, I kinda forgot that Luca was I've never seen I've I haven't been able to watch as much NBA as I uh, would normally want to. Um, yeah. And every game I've watched has been a Celtics-Mavericks game, and Luka doesn't always look that great. Mm. I know I should know that he is like, because he had the, he just decimated the Knicks, not single-handedly. Every time the Mavericks win, you could call it a single-handed Luka win. Sometimes it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially with Jalen Brunson gone, because he just kind of like does stuff that opens up for everybody else, and there's no like, Jalen Brunson off the bench to just do stuff while he's taking a quick break. But Mm -hmm. see, now that I'm thinking about it more and I shouldn't go back on it, but like Doncic, I I totally agree. But is it Morant? The second one then I guess I, I do have as as your two. So Curry's off the bench. Yep. I do have Curry off the bench at the moment, which I should probably be a good citizen and check John Morant's numbers to be fair. So 38 but, games played for Ja, and the Grizzlies are at the two seed in the West. That's another um, big part of it, too. They're not struggling. Yeah. Like, And the thing is, like, when Steph was gone, that's when the Warriors made up like a huge gap of their like random losses that didn't make sense. It's mm-hmm. when Steph wasn't playing. Not that that is any, in any way correlative. Like, that's not why they started winning games. But, like, where they had that w- weird, like, oh, we can't win on, on the road. Like, Yeah, the, they won a couple, yeah. Why Steph wasn't playing? Mm-hmm. They still suck on the road, eight, uh, six and eighteen on the year. But yeah, and I think their win percentage, like they went up in standings pretty far, but their win percentage stayed around the same. I think they were right below five hundred when he went and out, and then and they're now right they're at. exactly at five hundred. Yeah, but they went from like the eleven seed to the seven seed though by doing that. But um, no, the, the Jazz started falling off. The Suns, I think, is the big plummet to the because when we when we started doing these ones where it was you and me, the Suns were the one seed in the West. Yeah. Because it was Nuggets going to play the Suns. We're like, oh, it's going to be a good And then it wasn't a good one. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I guess it was a good one if you wanted the Nuggets to roll, but it was not a good game. Yeah, but the Suns had... The Suns, to be fair, like I've, I've heard on some podcasts people doing this, and I, I feel it from personal experience when like just, you know, NBA generalists, people that don't pay too close attention to specific teams... Uh, talking about your team and how depleted they are, they often undersell it. Um, like, at least for the Nuggets situation, whenever it's brought up against the Suns even in that playoff series, people just bring up the fact that Jamal Murray was out. And it's like, honestly, like, I want to redo that series. Jamal Murray can still be out. Just give me everybody else that was out. And, like, I'd still want to see that series get played again. And so, you know, just a lot of guys out beyond just the stars. Suns, same, same thing right now. You know, they're missing CP3, Devin Booker. Uh, Jay Crowder hasn't played at all this season. DeAndre Ayton is playing, but he's injured as well. Um, Cam Johnson was out for this stretch. Campaign was even out for this entire and stretch. And you just listed their, like, six of their top seven minutes yep. guys. Mm-hmm. Landry yeah. Shamit didn't even play in that Nuggets game. <laughs> Shamit uh, face. Yeah. And well, he was, he? like, he played in the first Nuggets game and went off. When he had, like, 38 or something yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah. It, but in the was, second one, yeah, it was just really Macal Bridges was like, and I think Tory Craig led the team in scoring. 
with like 16 points. It was a pretty, it was, it was fake. It was a fake game. <laughs> like it was not fair. He didn't have, he had 31. I thought for some reason he had 38, but Shamit had 31 when they faced off on Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. No, I, I thought it sounded a little bit high, but I didn't think it was very far off. I was not, not enough to correct you. Cause I was like that. Yeah. It felt, it felt like 38. <laughs> yeah. It was like seven um, threes. I do remember that now. It was yes. like, yeah. And it was the combination of him doing it as well as uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. or whatever. Or no, it was Damian Lee. I think it was Damian Lee that was going off, actually. But yeah, anyways, we are talking about the... All-stars. But yeah, but how did we get there? The Grizzlies, I guess, we were talking about, maybe? The standings. We were talking about the standings. But that's how okay. we get, yeah. Because there's so, two in the standings. Yeah. So yeah, my, my starting lineup in the West, I got Jaw at the point guard. Well, okay whoever you want to say is the point guard out of John Luca and then Zion at the three or four LeBron at the other forward slot. And then Nikola Jokic as the man in the middle, the big honey bear in the middle. And I think you have the same thing other than I'll, I'll Curry. Keep Curry. Yeah. I'll keep Curry instead of jaw. Okay. That's fair. Completely um, fair. I'm not going to hit on that at all. And then over back in the East, I'll start with, I guess the forwards again here, just cause I feel like the forwards are more stacked. At the like towards the top of the list of guys, but as we go further along, at least for me, I have way more guards that I feel like deserve to be in. Like, well, oh yeah, so like spots. If if Tatum's not a starter, spots like six, seven, and eight are all forwards in the Eastern Conference. But then the rest of it is guards, and yeah. like there's way more guards. You're like, oh, they're close. Like you're mm-hmm. like, oh dang, yeah, yeah. And I guess I should also explain the structure of how the uh, roster spots work on the all-star game like the bench you can, isn't just like all wild card spots you have to do uh, so it's another starting lineup essentially so there's another guard guard forward 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 and then the last two spots are wild cards so it's yeah we're doing another starting lineup essentially and then there's two wild card spots to fill out the rest of the roster so the next three forwards um i'll go first i will I'll pick Pascal Siakam as my first forward spot off the bench in the East. Oh, because you don't have Tatum. Yes, because Tatum is a guard for mine. Be- just ah. trying to, I- I'll do that like where I see fit. Because yeah, and I'm I- I'm not going to do it in a way that I'm like this doesn't make sense. Like I'm not going to put. I would never for the life of me put Embiid at at the two. You know, yeah, or something like that. I'm only going to cross borders where I feel like. This guy can definitely play this position and does for his own team at times. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I feel comfortable with it. But I just remember now that you said you didn't fill out a bench thing. So you want to just react to my selections or do you want to give? Well, and I can guys? blunder through a bench because, like, I didn't have Tatum in my starting five. So I'd put okay. Tatum and Siakam is another guy that I'm I love. I'm on the spicy P bounce back train. I yeah. love it. He struggled for two years because nothing was normal. People forget that Toronto had to play in Tampa Bay. Like, nothing was normal for that Toronto team uh, last year. And he's definitely back in a comfort zone and is looking really good. So, uh, Tatum, Siakam, and then the third one, because I love the storyline, Paolo. Paolo Bancaro as as an all-star, as a rookie. Double middle fingers to Jimmy Butler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... My next guys, since you know, like I said, I have Tatum in the starting lineup as a guard. Um, my guys, I have Siakam and then DeRozan 
So going back a little bit to the positional argument that we were just talking about, uh, this is one that I just vehemently dis like. This isn't me just fitting him in there because oh, it, it makes more sense for fitting more guys in at guard. But I actually think DeRozan should be categorized as a forward and not as a guard. I think it's weird that he is categorized as a guard. I don't know what his minutes are, but Levine's their shooting guard. Like yeah, it's, and it's yeah. And then they start. I mean, when they're fully healthy, Alex Caruso or. Goran Dragic or some you know somebody like that as the back other backcourt spot and DeRozan sometimes plays like power forward even <laughs> um so it's just kind of weird to see him exclusively as a guard but and then the other guy um I have as my forward spot could also go either way with guard forward and that is Jimmy Butler but the Heat have zero size on their team so there's times where Butler's literally playing center um that's how it's been going for the Heat this year. But they're turning it around of late, honestly. They've been winning some games. But yeah, that is my next three. Uh, Siakam, DeRozan, and Butler. Um, and to move on to the guards... Um, oh, you said Paolo. That was the difference, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, going to, going to the guards. These are both guys that I feel like, you know, they were in my mind for choosing his starters, but I just felt like Mitchell's just on another level. Like it might be not a huge level, but I think a clear one for me. Um, but I have Kyrie and Tyrese Halliburton. I like Halliburton. As my guards. Mm-hmm. I like Halliburton a lot to go there. I just think he's going to be a fun all-star player also. Like he's going to be fun in an all-star game, throwing all those passes. Yeah, that's a good one. He legit might have like two points and... 11 assists in, in an all-star form for sure yeah yeah no that's a, that's a fun one uh yeah i hopefully i think it's Giannis, as it stands currently would be the captain in the east so the captains would be lebron and Giannis. for them drafting hopefully they they do it right and get tyrese halliburton on the same team as like zion or, or yes yeah something like that has to happen that would be amazing or even jaw, like Tyrese to jaw alley oops. That would that be would fun. Be, that would also be fun. No, Tyrese, that's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's like totally. I guess what are your wild card spots then? Okay, so my wild cards in the East, I have these are in pencil. They're not in pen. Well, they actually literally are in pen. I shouldn't lie to you, but that was a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I have right now Jalen Brown and Darius Garland as my wild cards. But the other names I have on the longer list, there's a few more. I got Trey Young, uh, LaMelo Ball, James Harden, uh, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson. I have those guys written down. You're telling me that Jalen Brown is in pencil and those are the other people? I think there's an argument to be made with Trey Young, at least. I guess I just get too irritated that he plays like a little baby. Yeah, I would hate to actually make that switch, but you know, if you if somebody's trying to make the argument to me like, oh, the you know, Trey, the entire team's built around him, like he's just you know, he's a different type of player. Brown is like a secondary guy. I might be like, okay, you're making some points, but I still would rather have Jalen Brown, yeah, <laughs> on my team. Um, I think what he brings on both ends of the floor is very very important. And as a secondary guy, you can't ask for a better one, really. Um, so, yeah, I like Jalen Brown. And so that's why, like, I shouldn't say that I'm that up in the air about it 
but because I do feel pretty good about it. I guess more the one that I'm not sure about is the Darius Garland one. Um, I could see somebody talking me out of him much more easily with Trey Young or Lamelo, or maybe James Harden, who I you know really haven't dived into his numbers. Um, and then the other guys, I you know I thought about the the Knicks because they've been pretty competitive. Good story. Uh, in this section of the season. And, you know, if you're choosing one guy from them, it'd probably be Brunson or Randall. Yeah. But yeah, for now, I got Darius Garland as the 12th spot in my Eastern Conference All-Star lineup. I like that. I like I like a part of, I guess there's Mitchell, but like that Cleveland team is it, as weird as, and this kind of is like, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. And I feel like now is a good segue into like 12 people keeps it elite. But it feels bad because, like, I was more on the, like, well, 12's enough. Like, it, it keeps it elite. It keeps it – the argument that we've had back and forth on how how exclusive should the Hall of Fame be. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. because, like, if there's a stretch of NBA basketball that's, like, 10 years long where there's not an NBA guy, in some people's opinions, that will not reflect on the, the ballot voting. Almost every draft class will have a Hall of Fame guy. Because even if you go to the 2014 class, Giannis – like that, that that class was terrible, but Giannis was at the bottom of it or in the middle to mm-hmm. middle first round, I think, like fourteenth pick or something like that. Yeah, but like Embiid was in there too, though. So wait, no, I was yeah, I was trying to. You're thinking of no, 2013. 2013, yeah, Anthony Bennett, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So then, like, but every, just in how they view things today, that someone from every single class is gonna get in, mm-hmm. and that makes it like not. As exclusive, but back to the point we're talking about with the all-star teams, like, how many more do you make it? Because, like, we'll just stick with the East, look at your longer list. Trey Young's mm-hmm. on the verge, but, like, if – I'll just say for my – if Jalen Brown's not an all-star this year, that'll blow my mind. Like, it'll be illogical to me. Yeah. I think he's a top 15 player. He's – okay, I'll go. He's a top 20 player in the NBA at a bare minimum. Like, I don't think that's a question to me. He's around 20, but he's a top 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not an all-star? Just because of weird stuff? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I or mean, maybe if, th- if we sat down and made a list out to 20, like, I don't know, I think you'd be surprised how many guys you might be like, oh, I, I guess I could see, like, how about, just to throw some at you, like Paul George. Brown. Would you put Paul? No. you take Brown? Well, no, and I think this is – I'm also homer. We need to have Anthony make this list <laughs> because Anthony will put Jason Tatum at 15. Like, <laughs> the, but the, my thing is, like, the same problem that Clay had for forever is Clay was, like, appreciated but not to the extent because he had the guy – like, Curry. I feel like Brown also gets, like – now I'm more – I don't even count. I'm a homer. Brown is, like – he's averaging – 20-something as a second option. 27, I think? Yeah, more than just 20-something, yeah. 26.9. Like, as a second option? Mm-hmm. What? 
I, I just I just find it baffling that like and there's scoring in the NBA and that's not the only metric but everything he does on the defensive side of the ball he's become a potato with turnovers I don't know what happened in between your the bubble and the next year but he just forgot how to handle a basketball with his with his paws and it causes me anxiety well, he I think it's just because he got he has to handle it way more now because that was right after they lost Hayward and Kyrie or Kemba I guess at that point. Because Kyrie became Kemba, and then they lost Kemba. So then it became Tatum and Brown are handling the ball all the time, and now they're, you know, sprinkling smart, too. But, like, before, they were they were guys that just came off screens, caught the ball, and made a move from there. You know, they weren't bringing the ball up the floor and initiating offense like they do now. Okay, so uh, the – sorry, this is totally unrelated, but this is more of a just us thing. You can this out. The Suns are winning 62-37 to at the half over the Grizzlies. Chris Paul came back at halftime, 17, 6, and 6. Wow. <laughs> 17, 6, and 6 at half? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so who's playing on the Grizzlies? Is everybody in? Uh, Jaws got 17 minutes. Adams has – it's the regular starting five. Jared Jackson's oh, really? Adams, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, and Jaw. Isn't that the regular? Say that again. Uh, Jaw. Bain, Brooks, Jared Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams. Yes, that's their normal five, yeah. Is there, yeah, like, foul? I have it up now, and they're playing Tyus Jones. Yeah, they're not even missing people on the bench, really. And the Suns just have Chris Paul. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they're starting Biombo, and, well, they got Cameron Johnson back, too. But, you know, which isn't a major thing, I guess, but... um. When before, you know, they were start- and Aiton's out. Wow. Oh, dude, that's I'm why just Biombo more like started. Chris Paul's first game back. No, no I'm up. saying that makes it more impressive that Aiton's out. <laughs> yeah, that they're winning by that much. How is this happening? Okay, this is going to be an, I, I'm going to have to watch this game later. But and I'm not I'm not cutting that that out because that uh, very important. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, we were we were just kind of bouncing you, between. I just finished yeah. up my complaints on like Jalen Brown. Brown should not be not an All Star this year. That's just mind boggling to me. Like, mm-hmm. so uh, but you you started it off by asking me the question of uh, you know if not twelve you know and we want to extend the amount on the All Star roster. What number should we extend it to? I think a good number would be 15. And just for background, the reason why I think there should be an extension to the all-star roster is because in like, if we're looking at it historically in generations past, an all-star selection means a lot less really than it does now. If you are taking into account, like how hard it is to become an all-star in today's game with the amount of talent and the amount of actual players and teams in the league, there, it's harder to get an all-star spot uh, because in, throughout the entire history of the all-star game, which started, I believe, in like the 50s or 60s or something like that, uh, there's always been 12 spots per conference, even back when there was only eight teams total in the league. Um, so, you know, back then it was like pretty pretty common for you to be picked as a all-star, like at least once in your career. But now it's it's a much, much harder thing to attain. And already with people like, Always, there's always like injuries every year. They keep keep people out of the game, and then they just name another guy an all star. 
uh, so that we end up with more than 12 per conference like every year now. I think why don't we just extend it uh, like formally to 15 and have the last three spots be reserve spots that will come in when there's an injury and be, you know, thrust into the actual lineup or the um, roster that suits up for the game. No, like even if it's just like just literally like label it honorary all-star or something. Well, no, or that, reserve or something or re- like that. Like literally just give it a label and leave it at 12, but then having three guys that are like, we just ran out of spots. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or even let it be a flexible number. So it doesn't have to be a strict three guys are going to be reserve players or, or some sort of thing where it's like, so instead of being like, oh, this guy got snubbed. Like, they literally just have like a flexible one to three or one to four. These are reserve guys on each half, on each side. I don't, I don't know how you would do that. You probably so would they, have to do a solid number. Yeah, but. I think so. Unless you would do like yeah, somebody, like everybody that reaches a certain threshold of amount of votes gets in, you know? Yeah. On, on years that it's really flat, you could have like a lot more people in the All-Star game than normal. Um, but... Yeah, I, I think it should probably be a line, though, at 15. I think there is debate for, like, if there is more than three people injured, then should you, you know, name extra All-Stars? Or should you just ride with, like, they have a slightly under-equipped bench because, like, what's the odds that you're going to have, like, four or five or six guys missing, you know? It's an All-Star game. It's yeah. literally like a, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like the idea of extending it to 15. Um just makes that more of a consistent thing that like this amount of people or this percentage of the league is how good you have to be. You know, you have to be a top 30 guy roughly or, you know, something like that to be an all-star. But anyways, let's finish the bench in the West now for the forward spots. My first guy, I think he's uh, probably slightly above these other guys in the front court on the bench. And that is Laurie Market and the guy that Jacob almost put in his front court instead of LeBron. Yeah. So you obviously probably have him to have him here too as well. Yes. Like mine is not as written out as yours, but I would. Yes, he is mm-hmm. s- the sixth man. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe the seventh because jaw. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then my other two forwards, I have Paul George and Anthony Davis. Which the th- knock against them for the most part is definitely like against AD at least the only knock against him is games played because if he's if he played every game this year he would be a starter 100% over LeBron and I, over Zion for that matter. I would also throw in consistency cuz he he had he's had these stretches where he's like insane but like he's also had games where he's played even before injury where he's just kind of been like I should send they lack cluster he's just not like an insane otherworldly force, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I'm just going to look, I'm looking through his game logs right now. He only has 25 games. That's the, the whole reason it's, you know, uh, why he isn't a starter for me and why, you know, some people might eliminate him completely from being acknowledged because he's played like, what is that? 20, he's played 25 out of the 46 games, you know? So, yeah. Okay, a little so, over half, but okay. Looking at the games, I think people remember the stretch where he had 37, 38, 30, 37, 25, 25, 27, 44, 55. That stretch is more remembered than the start of the season 
where he had a 25, 22, 22, 23, 20, 22, 19. Those are still good numbers, but they're you, not this. You also skipped the 27 in the first game. What? There's I, a wasn't tw- scroll- I wasn't scrolled down far enough. I apologize. Oh, okay. That was not intentional. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was not scrolled down far enough. So like, No, that's cool. I think I'm just more, he hasn't played them, and then he started off so slow. Yeah, uh, I but I think this reason why he started off slow wasn't really due to him. Like, right away in the season, he looked back to almost back to his, like, peak self defensively. Like, effort-wise, he looked amazing. Yep. The offense was terrible, not for him personally, but for, like, the X's and O's of how their their offense was set up because it was just they were going to, like, weak side pick and rolls with Russ and and LeBron and just using AD as like a screener and he like he he wasn't really in the offense for the most part. He was be, he was playing like a stretch 5 or stretch 4 role. And then when that switch where where they he went into that like when they started bringing Russ off the bench. So that was the 6th or 7th game of the season is where they switched their their strategy to using they built the offense around Anthony Davis instead as a rim gravity type of threat as a lob threat with the LeBron and AD pick and roll, which should be their offense always. I don't understand why, even when they were, they won the championship in the bubble. That was like, they were very reluctant to actually using that as an offense. They were like, we're going to, we're going to skate on by and win the championship, you know, in spite of us using the most obvious, obvious weapon that we have, which is the LeBron and AD pick and roll. So once they started using that is when LeBron or when Anthony Davis um, started putting up like monster numbers. Um, and that was, that's really all it was, was a offense change. Not really, I don't think an effort thing or something like that, to be honest. Like if you looked at a shot chart, he might not, you know, he took a little bit more shots in this stretch that I'm talking about. But I think what would even be more drastic of a difference is where his shots are coming from on the floor when you're looking at his good games versus his bad games, it was like before it was like jump shots and, you know, some in the paint and like just post-ups, you know, things like that. And it became like all dunks at the rim. Okay. But then to flip that during the stretch that I'm saying he was insane rebounds, 14, 18, 16, 18, 21, 15, 13. Then you flip to the early part of the season, six, eight, 10, 14, 15. Those are not bad. 16, but then there's a 8, a 12, a 4, 9. He played 29 minutes when he had 4 rebounds and 29 points. 29 points, it was his one highlight. He had points, so he wasn't getting boards. But, like, I just don't think that he's a shoe-in starter if he plays all games, if he's that up and down. But, okay, so the, the rebounding thing that kind of goes along with what I'm saying, though, is how... How they're on, using it. I, I totally yeah, get like, it. He's on the perimeter. Like you're not gonna get as many rebounds when you're out on the perimeter, not playing. Like he's been, he's he moved from playing on the outside. I know his technical position on the lineup yeah. didn't change, but effectively, what position he was playing in the game was changed. He changed from a stretch big to like an actual oh, interior big. player. Yeah. yeah, and so then he's around the rim a lot more, getting more rebounds. I think is a is a big part of it, but. I would agree with you that most of the time Anthony Davis is very, very up and down. But I, I honestly am just tipping my hat to like the twenty-five games that he played this year were really, really good, like no. just overall. I a think large chunk of them were very, very good. But like, if you're you know looking at his worst game, 
out of the 25, which I guess isn't exactly 25 because one of those, he only played eight minutes because he got injured and only had one point. Um, and another one, he got injured playing 17 minutes at 10 points. So other than those two, his worst game would have been in 33 minutes against the Cavs. He scored 19, 12, and 4. Um, there's the 22, 8, and 2, I guess. I don't know what else would be his worst game. Uh, 21, 9, and 3. Like the I'm these are literally the worst games that I can find. <laughs> I know just saying those three numbers isn't everything, but no, absolutely. Well, because Jokic is a perfect example of just saying numbers doesn't mean like the whole scope as a player. Yeah, exactly. And I, I maybe I'm just like putting too much weight on old, like the Anthony Davis we've seen since he's left left New Orleans of just like even when he was in New Orleans. <laughs> but no, yeah, because like his hot is like this is the best dude to ever touch a basketball. Yeah. And then, like, his cold is, like, why do you exist? Yeah, and it's not, like, to piggyback on that, like, the hot and cold isn't necessarily, like, the, his shooting, but, like, it's, like, almost just his effort or, like, his, like, what he wants to happen. Like, in the in the bubble, I remember uh, he had a couple game stretch where at the beginning of a series where he wasn't really, you know, being as much of a factor as he should have been, and then all of a sudden – one game, he was like Bill Russell on defense. And then afterwards, a reporter asked him, like, what was the big difference in this game? And he, he was like, you know, I had, a, a, you know, two games that I didn't play very well. So I knew I just had to really bring it in this one, come out and have a good game. And like, I know that's like a really cliche answer that a lot of guys would give in that situation. But for him, I, I actually feel like I believe it. Like, he literally just chose, like, I'm going to play well this game. And then he yeah. did it. <laughs> okay, you know? then I would make the same argument. Zion's only played in 29 games. If Zion plays every game, I take him every time because of consistency. If Zion gets the same benefit of getting to play every game as AD does, I give Zion the nod. But maybe this is also a difference in pre- – because, like, Zion I already is- have Zion o- over AD, though. I no, have him in my starters. No, you said that if AD – had played every game, you take AD without a question oh, over Zion. Yes. But if Zion gets the same treatment of if Zion played every single game so far, I take Zion over AD without a question. Because um, Zion's only played 29 games. That's true, which that actually surprises me. So you, you brought a new tidbit to me that I didn't know. And I guess there's the difference of like he's more important to his well I don't know if I would say that and that's it's hard it's not apples and apples it's like Fiji and Honeycrisp they're like a little different so you can compare them but you can't at the same time I mean I feel like Zion's numbers are more up and down though compared to Anthony Davis but like I think he he has lower lows and Anthony Davis has honestly probably higher highs as well maybe the at the very highest of highs, he is higher. I don't know. I don't think it's insane, I guess, to have that argument if they've played equal amount of games, but I would... I think it was just more the assertiveness that you were like, oh, I take I take AD if he plays all the games over LeBron and Zion without a question. I think that's what shocked me more than anything and led to this. And I guess what, what makes me feel the most confident is the two-way factor. Like, yeah. you know, just looking at this, we're looking at his offensive numbers here, really, other than, I guess, rebounds or more of a defensive stat. But 
Like their offensive numbers are comparable, but defensively, Anthony Davis was playing. Anthony Davis wins rolls. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, we that that just finished our front court off the bench in the West. So Markinen, Paul George, and Anthony Davis, who's only played twenty five games, but like we just went over, has been really good player this year. And then this is where it gets dicey for me. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna look up just to make sure how many games Dame has played. Because that is the conversation that is in my head is the, and I feel like it's weird. It's kind of not a good discussion now that I'm thinking about it. It should be Steph. Um, oh. But I think Dame is in this conversation as well, and SGA is the third guy. A hundred percent. But there's only two spots here. Is the reason why I'm. Oh, before you go to your wild cards. Yeah. So which of these guards should be in a wild card spot instead of those first two guards? Out of SGA, Dame, and Steph. So Dame's played 33 uh, compared to Steph's 31. And Shea has played, I think, above both of those, 42. Well, I'm going to blame Shea. Shea's being put on the on the back burner due to, like, the Thunder being like, don't be too good. We won a chance at Wimanyama. Like, yeah, because that's what's happened to him the past. Not that that should... They're like shaking up like, on my ankles a little bit bum. Like my ankles kind of a little bit messed up. They'll be like, okay, you're not playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like not that big of a deal. Yeah. And despite that, he's only missed like, like a game here and there. One, two, three, four. He's missed four games. He's on my so. fantasy team. He's been good to me. Yeah. We need to talk about this later. I've got an elite fantasy team. Like <laughs> I stumbled into some, some great gamers. You know what? Instead of doing Nuggets Corner and, and Celtics Corner, let's do that Okay. next. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, Shea, 31 points per game, just under that. I'm, I'm rounding up, obviously, from 30.6. Uh, rebounds, he's got five assists, is rounds up to six. So 31, five, and six. Just to recap those numbers, I rambled. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like I, I could go either way on this. I'm going to just go like more legacy-wise with Stephen Dame. As those two guards. And, and then put kick in, S- SGA yeah. to the wild card spot. Yeah, so I'll put SGA down here in wild card. And this is where it's tough. The West is, I think there, it's definitely harder than the East. There's more guys, or like at least the guys on the longer list are like, wait, they're not an all-star? How are they not an all-star? Like, people may have noticed we haven't we haven't lit the beam yet. You know, we haven't talked about any yep. of the Sacramento Kings. There's Devin Booker, who, like, obviously he's been out lately, but... If you're looking at the total amount of games, I don't know if it's that crazy. He was a top five MVP candidate for a first, like, first, what, 20 games? Super early front runner. But, like, yeah. he was, like, one of those upper echelon guys that were like, oh, does, does he make a run to try to get his first MVP this year? Yeah, and so to confirm on that, he's played 29 games, so not a lot. But Zion's a starter with 21, 29 games, and that's why I feel like the difference is between the front court and the back court in the West is, like, yeah, yeah pretty pretty lopsided. With that being said, though, there is another front court guy, though, I think that should get a little bit of a nod in this discussion, and that is the aforementioned Sacramento Kings center, DeMontis Sabonis. Oh. You know, he is should be in this conversation, at least, to get on. He is probably the guy to send from there. Either him or Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is also where it's hard because, like, we've talked about them before, how they've just, as a team, have became the most efficient form of themselves – but nobody's really this like I am Luca type of like because if you put Luca on that uh, Kings team, they're crazy good. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. It's like 
all those guys are, or you could go back to the Clippers uh, pre Paul George and uh, Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi season where they were just like this is like for some reason like eight guys that could start on NBA yeah. teams pa- just not to- high level starters but like. Just like you know, I mean, most of them were though. I feel like I mean, at that time, Pat Pat Beverly was like more in his prime, and like I'm starting very small when I start with Pat Beverly here, just so you know. Yeah, Gallo Gallo probably had his best year that season. Tobias yep. Harris was on that team before the playoffs, the, before the trade deadline. Um, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell were the before De'Aaron uh, Jordan fell off, right? DeAndre Jordan. I don't think Jordan was there. He was in. He, he already left. Yeah, he did he, already leave. Yeah, he was he with the Nets. Left. Yeah, or either if if not with the Nets, he was with uh, the Knicks because the KP trade already happened. I think Porzingis, because he was in the KP trade from Dallas to yeah, New York. Yep, yeah, he had already been gone. But like, and then Lou Will off their bench. I don't. I can't remember if you said him or not. Yeah, like, I did. Yeah. Uh, there was just like a lot of guys that are like third options on an NBA on a team. But when you have mm-hmm. you don't have they didn't have that first or second option. But like. They had everyone that could get a bucket if they were hot. Mm-hmm. And that was like terrifying. Yeah. Because who'd they take? Zubots was on that team too. Zubot. Yeah. All right. He's the he's the last man standing. Yeah. He really is. Was Shamit face on that team? He was after the Tobias trade. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that but was anyway, yeah. th- this Kings team is akin to that of like no one's insane. They're all it's just a bunch of like, oh wow, okay, this is a lot of parts that are just being used exactly how they need to be. Yeah. And it's working really well for them. Yeah. Not to take anything away from uh, Sabonis or Fox or, uh, I'm blanking on their third. Uh, I guess Kevin Herter has probably been their third best yeah. this year, to be honest, just because of his shooting. I forget that they got Herter. He's been insane. He's been a big part of their offense too. And then Malik Monk off the bench, the, the draft pick Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes. That's been like they're probably their top main guys. Trey Lyles has been playing some minutes off the bench. Ma- Matthew Delvadova's on that team. I don't think he's in the rotation really, but he is there. But yeah, Sabonis has played. Is that who I'm looking at? Yeah, Sabonis has played 43 games. Comparing him to Paul George, I'm just wondering if maybe I made a mistake in not putting him higher up. Paul George has played 32. Honestly, I might slide. Yeah. George into the wild card and have Sabonis get the other forward spot. Yeah, I or might. The front I might. Court spot. I might put Sabonis in here. Yeah, in the front court for off the bench. But yeah, then then opening it up to other guys though. Paul George versus uh, De'Aaron Fox. Then you know, like I don't. It's it's this is a tough conversation to be had. Um, De'Aaron Fox has been leading the league in in clutch scoring. He's played forty two games. 24 points, four rebounds, six assists on 78% from the line, 33% from three. Where is the number that really matters? Field goal percentage, 51% from the field as a guard. So, and where is his true shooting? 59% true shooting, so not bad. Yeah, I don't know. Darren Fox, I feel like should, he's like on an equal level to Sabonis to me, I feel like, for as a representative from this team. When Curry doesn't play, they'll just give De'Aaron Fox a spot. It'll be okay. Yeah. Is he not playing for sure? I have no idea. It just wouldn't shock me if he is out for some whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, I don't know how much longer Booker's out either. Well, but I, we haven't even said Booker, so Booker's not in the lineup. But dude, he just missed moment. too much at the wrong time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then Aaron Gordon. Just wanted to tack that on there as there's definitely a big drop off before him. Yeah. But he's the top of the next shelf. Yeah, I would say so. Or near the top of the next shelf. Mm-hmm. Being the second best player on the first best team. Yeah, I mean other guys on that shelf are probably like Jeremy Grant and I I I without reservation would choose Aaron Gordon for this season over Jeremy Grant. Even though that's no disrespect to Jeremy Grant. He's been he's had a good season, but Aaron Gordon has been a blessing. <laughs> to our Nuggets team. Like, that, he's a big part of the reason why we've been able to, you know, survive this stretch of of getting people reacclimated into the lineup and trying to figure out our horrid defense into yeah. what it's become, which is actually pretty good, Of uh, you know, recently. Uh, well, I should say it's been really good recently. I don't know if that's real, you know, because we're top three in the past two weeks. Top three defense. Oh. Don't think that's real, but... I think we might be better than like twentieth. <laughs> yeah, which is an improvement, a stark yeah. improvement. <laughs> yeah. So if we're average defensively, so like fifteenth, I'll take it. But yeah, that is our all-star teams. Honestly, I think that that concludes it because I'm gonna cement Paul George here. Or I'm gonna go De'Aaron Fox just because I want to. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going De'Aaron Fox as my last wild card spot. So the West, I have Jaw, Luca, Zion. LeBron, Jokic, and then to the bench I have Steph, Dame, Anthony Davis, Paul George, or no, I crossed him off. Who did I put here? Sabonis. So Anthony Davis, Sabonis, Markinen, uh, SGA, and Fox, De'Aaron Fox. And then in the East, I have Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Tyrese Halliburton, Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, Jalen Brown, and Darius Garland. I feel better about that 12. Jacob had a few differences here and there, but nothing too crazy. Paolo's an all-star. Pa- yeah, Paolo Bancaro. We didn't get, in that, get into that at all, but uh, is he one of the guys on your fantasy team, though? I do want to uh, know. No, he is not. I did not get him, but uh, my team is like, how did you pull this off? I'm pretty proud of it. Mm. Do you want to just pivot into that? Yes, I want to talk fantasy now. Okay. We haven't talked about it at all, even in person. Like we, uh, you know, We haven't talked about it. Yeah. So, my starting point guard is SGA, starting strong. Yeah. My probably best shooting guard, this is where it's like kind of a a dud, but it's not that. It's Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. Not bad. But then I've got Jason Tatum, Evan Mobley. Oh, Anthony Edwards. Totally forgot about him. I have Anthony Edwards. Wait, before before we go any further, how many teams are in your your league? Uh, Ten. I am also in a ten-man league. So, yeah, so it's a 10-man league. So I've got – or can I go back and look at the order of my draft, draft recap? Oh, yeah, I can just do that. Well, no, I want it by, by team, by team. Okay, yeah, so my first-round pick was Tatum at three. I had him – I took Tatum with the third pick, a little bit of a homery. Who was on the board? Uh, hold on, let me look at Was Jokic on the board? Probably not uh, at three. No, Jokic went first. Okay. It's a bunch of Nuggets fans in this. It's yeah, Jokic was gone. Well, I mean, and I then, think Jokic was projected either first or second, but I took Tatum over Embiid onto Takumbo. But so far this year, it's not actually the worst thing ever. It's not that. It's not that big of a difference. It's really I'll not. At, yeah. I'll look at the. I'll look at the. Uh, I'll, I'll, I can pull that up for you as yeah. you keep going through your team. Okay, so then I took Siakam with my second round pick at eighteen near the end of the second round. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards and then Evan Mobley. I got Shea with my fifth round pick. I was like, wow. I feel good. Yeah. Then I got De'Aaron Fox 
Alperin Shengun, who's been a casualty of war. RIP, he's gone. But then I've got Laurie Markkinen with my eighth round pick, which has been, I think, my best value pick so far. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie, ninth round. Jalen Suggs, also been a casualty of war uh, with my uh, tenth round pick. McCall Bridges in the eleventh. Uh, Chris Boucher with my twelfth round pick. And then Monte Morris with my thirteenth round pick. Also, just a random throw a net out there. He's been pretty decent for me. Mm. But then, if we look at the team where it stands now, this is where it's got the potential to explode. I picked up Chris Middleton, and he's sitting in my IR spot. You picked him up, meaning he wasn't on a team? Someone dropped him, and I said, adios, Alperin Shengun. I will will just take the L of Chris Middleton not being – just taking up my IR spot. Also, who's formerly in my IR spot is Robert Williams III. Okay. Yeah. So I have Robert Williams III. My team looks like this now. Pretty much the same. Oh, I have Sengun. Who did I drop then? Oh, Chris Boucher. For, yeah. I took Chris Boucher <laughs> and turned it into Chris Middleton. Wow. And then other than that, the team's pretty much the same. I tried to do this. I tried to pick up Kawhi because somebody dropped him. Uh, but no, my team is pretty, uh, I've, the only time I've lost is when I've mi- missed today. Cause sometimes like you like get, like life gets crazy and you forget to like yeah. the week I do it on Sundays. I set my whole fantasy week yeah. and I just missed a day or didn't say whatever. Those are the only, I've only lost three times in this one. So you're like 11 and wait, what's the, how many, I forget how many weeks we're in. You're 10 and three then, right? Uh, yeah, 10 and three, but it was, I've lost once to the guy in first. Once to the guy in, and then there's like a, uh, once to the guy in third, and then the guy in fourth who's also in third. It's like a tie. So I've only lost to like the upper echelon side of things, uh, and it's only because I was being an idiot. So, mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. I guess if you look at the uh, standings, I have the second most points for, and the second most points against. So it's like, I'm not getting lucky, I'm, I'm just kind of, like I'm, I'm beating teams that score points. Yeah. Like I, I, I. But yeah, makes sense. What's the points breakdown for uh, like overall for the year? Yeah, so for average per game, uh, number one. Do you want to guess? I guess, or do you want me to just tell you? Who I feel like it'd probably be Jokic, right? He's number two. He's very slightly behind somebody else. Is it like an like this makes no sense? No. Is it no? Is it Luca then? Yes. Yes, okay. Luca. Uh, Luca averages like. Uh, you're sitting down, correct? Yeah. Okay, so this number is 60.9 fantasy points per game. <laughs> what? 60.9. Jokic averages 60.5, uh, and then it drops off mm-hmm. to Anthony Davis at an average of 57, but he's way below everybody else in terms of totals. Yeah. Um, and Bede is fourth at 56.3. How bad is LeBron t- at fifth mm. with 53. Uh, yeah. KD at six, just behind him. And then Shea is at seven. <laughs> what was it, a fifth round pick? Yeah. Shea is seventh in the league in uh, fantasy points. Where's Tatum? Tatum is, I'm about to get to him. Steph is eighth. And then Tatum is ninth at 51.0. Okay. So I could be doing way worse. Yeah, you got two top ten guys. But no, like with my Tatum pick, also the name of my team for anybody wondering is Kia 2023 MVP Jason Tatum. That's the name of my team. (laughs) But I made this the name of my team before the season started. So like for a while it looked like I was a super genius. But 
Yeah. That's Luke is averaging 60 points. Yep, 60.9. <laughs> but like this is this is what my yesterday looked like for fantasy basketball. I got 59 out of Mobley, 81 out of Anthony Edwards, uh, 61 out of Pascal Siakam, 58 out of De'Aaron Fox, and 58 out of Sengun. What a great... 58 out of Shangun? How many <laughs> did he have? He had 19, 16, 7, and 3, and I'm guessing it was wildly efficient. Yeah, that's like a Jokic stat line. Uh, on the 16th, he had 83. Yeah. <laughs> With... Uh, 15, oh, 33 points. He had that 33-point game. Jeez. What is he averaging per game? Maybe I'm, like, accidentally a fantasy basketball wizard. I just knew it was baby Jokic, and if I couldn't get real Jokic, I would get baby Jokic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure who has Shangun, honestly, in my league. But Sabonis is... Oh, I should say uh, where Giannis is, because you picked Tatum over Giannis. Um, Giannis is behind him in averages, to be honest. Um no pun intended. Yeah. When I said honest there, it sounded like Giannis. Um, so James Harden is at 10 right behind Tatum. And then it's Tyrese Halliburton. Okay. At 50.0. And then at 49.7 at the uh, 12 spot is Giannis. So, you know, by far my, my best value. Monte Morris is probably pretty high up there. Considering I got him with my very last pick, just kind of a throwaway. Mm. I don't know what he's averaging per game. I can pull it. But it's what, it, so what does your team look like? Yeah, so on my team, I have – well, uh, so the page I have open right now is the standings just because I was looking at that when you started talking about it. I am first in points four by over 500. I'm over 500 points four total ahead of the guy in second, but he has a much better record than me. He is 12-1, and one, and I am 9-4. and four. Sometimes it's just about getting lucky because if you like – yeah. Catch Shengun when he drops 83 twice in a week. You're like, well, that feels bad. Yeah. And I've played him twice and lost to him both times in stupid ways. But um, so Jokic right now is out for me. He's missing the last couple games now with uh, hamstring soreness. But he should be back soon. He's, you know, misses very little even when he does. So, uh, but my roster, though, around Jokic, my team name is Big Honey. Because uh, I got Jokic as my, I think I had the third pick, I want to say. Can I look at that? How do you look at that? Draft recap. The second pick. So the first pick in our league was Giannis. And second pick, I had Jokic. But yeah, so then how I built around him, though. My next pick in round two, I had Sabonis. So I took the power forward version of Jokic. And then Pascal Siakam was my round three pick. Round four, I took Drew. Drew Holiday. Um, round five, De'Aaron Fox. So I got both of those those uh, Kings guys. And round six, I got Con Sexton. I thought he would be much bigger of a contributor on the Jazz this year than he ended up being because he's like the sixth man now. But I thought he would be getting like 25 points a game. Uh, Tyrese Maxey was my seventh guy. RJ Barrett, who this was my worst pick, I think, because he's been really bad, especially in fantasy. I thought he would be a much better fantasy player than he is. He's just been really inefficient is, big, is the big thing. Jeremy Grant was my ninth pick, which has turned out really good. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, surprisingly, has been a good pick for me at 10. Uh, Jaden Ivey, I, I don't think he's still on my roster, but he's been okay. Um, I had him at the 11th round. And then Zubats, 
12. And then my 13th pick was Lugens Dort. The last few guys on my roster, I filter them out all the time. Because in my league, it's like you, you're you allowed seven matchup acquisitions. Uh, so every single day, I just uh, drop one guy who's not playing and then pick up another guy who is playing that day. So I, I just kind of rotate through that. I need to start doing that better. Yeah. I need to start doing that better, but like... I don't know who I'm like Monte Morris and Jalen Suggs would probably be the two guys that I would like cycle around. Yeah. Cause like, cause like, I don't want like Sengun's the next closest to that, but I was like, I don't know if I want to like let other people have the chance to pick him up necessarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that makes sense. Yeah. But there's usually the, the top guys in the free agency pool are close enough to your guys there at the bottom that like you're, you're like getting double. Of the, since you're like rotating them out, you're you're having one of them play every single day. You know what I mean? And that's just yeah. a lot more valuable when you're just doing a total score every week. Yeah. But yeah, that can be the fantasy segment of today's show. And we're going to end with a quick game. Um, the game. Which is the game we've been playing uh, for those who have been listening to the last few episodes. But this time, I'm going to have some for Jacob as well. I'm going to have some players for him to guess. But who do you want to start, me or you? Uh, I can start. We'll, we'll keep it traditional. Okay. Um, so we're doing heights first? Um, yeah, we can do heights. Either, either Whatever you want to start with. Five but foot I think, ten. Oh, sorry. Okay. No. Player I'll, I'll, one is five foot ten. And this is an active player, correct? Mm, yes. Okay. I think. Sensed some hesitancy. Oh dang it! He got dropped in November. Okay, Faku Campazzo. I hate. Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah. I was going to guess that before I even asked the question that I did, but then after when you said he did get dropped in November, I was like, that sounds like the exact time that the Mavs probably dropped him to sign Kemba Walker. Yep. Yeah. Um. I my my thing was gonna be he was draft NBA draft was in two thousand three. And he went undrafted. That's the. Oh, it does have that on there. That's yep. interesting. Did he? Was he like? Did he enter his name into the draft? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, and then Argentina was gonna be my next guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Facundo. Fac- yeah, Facundo Fac- Campazzo. Campazzo. Yeah. Player number two. Wait, do you want me to? Do you want to go oh, back? Oh yeah, and forth? you do. You you do your player one. Okay. Should are we starting easy? Do you want to start with the easiest one first? Yeah, that would be helpful for my confidence. Okay. <laughs> All right. This player, I'm gonna do the traditional game. You know, the one that you initially pitched to yep. me. Um. So this player is from the College of Arizona, University of Arizona. DeAndre Ayton. No, that is incorrect. Sharif so, O'Neal. No. Do you do you want the next thing? Uh sure. So where he got drafted to? Yeah. He got drafted to the Orlando Magic. This is an active Arizona. Player. Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of like Arizona he guys. Cat. He was a wildcat. I don't try because they had a couple like decent tournament teams. Yeah, this player was, I remember him in college. Like, he was a famous player in college. Like, he was, like, a big, okay. Mm-hmm. He was picked fourth. 
in the draft. Oh my goodness. So I should know this one for sure. Mm -hmm. Who all went to Arizona? Um, Aaron Gordon's a wildcat, isn't he? Yes. He was in the fourth pick. Um, we've talked about it a million times. Lori Markkinen was a wildcat. Yes, he was. And it's not him, by the way you're looking at me. Do you want the next thing? Uh, what year was his draft? 2013. Um, 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 I think Oladipo was the second went, pick in that draft. Or what, yeah. He went five, maybe. No, he was Crap. second. He was, he was second. second. But I don't know if it was that draft. That Was Oladipo in 2013? I th- I th- yeah, I think I'm... he was. It, he was two. Number three was... Um, can't remember. Nerlens Noel was in that draft. He was six. This was the fourth... It's the 20... Like, you know it's the 2013. Yeah, CJ McCollum was 10th, I'm pretty sure, in that draft. Yes. Uh, okay. Ben McLemore was like six or seventh. Ben McLemore went seventh. Um, um, who was three? Thirteen. T.J. McConnell wasn't that high. Mm-mm. Did he go to Arizona? I didn't even know that. I think so. Uh, see, this is where I, I'm more relying on like remember watching tournament games. Yeah. Do you want to know where he is currently? Sure. He's on the Denver Nuggets. I said Gordon. <laughs> you didn't say it as a guest, though. <laughs> oh, what? Are you kidding me? You just said oh, you said goodness. Aaron Gordon was a wildcat, right? And I said, yeah. And then you said, uh, but he wasn't fourth. And then I didn't say anything. I didn't think he was the fourth pick. Yeah. In 2013? Yeah, man. He fourth was in pick. the 24. He was the 14 draft. Nope. 2013. Oh, wait. You're wrong. I know you're wrong. I, yeah, you are. You are right. I'm looking at the... Okay, that is a crazy coincidence. I'm looking at the line where it says recruiting rank, and it says 2013 in parentheses four, but the he was oh. also the fourth pick in the draft. Was he the fourth pick? Okay, because yeah. I just know that that was my 2K, the 2K that I played the most of. I was like, he was not in that game. Okay, so the next le- next line down says draft Orlando Magic first round fourth pick overall 2014 NBA draft. Okay, I apologize. I no, saw the year from the recruiting rank. Okay, it's um, all good. That wouldn't have helped me. Okay, you ready for yours? <laughs> yes. Oh, here we go. You want height? Actually, no, height will give this one away. Okay. Um, you can start with college if you want. They're 30 years old. They're 30 years old. And this isn't a player that you've given me before, correct? I'm pretty sure I have not. Okay, I have not. I was thinking about guessing Kyrie, but I don't even know if he's 30. He might be older than that now. This player is 30. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with Terrence Ross. No. I don't even know if he's 30. Hmm. You wanna give me the next thing? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like if I give you the height, you'll just say it. You wanna give me a school? Did he wait, you'll I'll just say it if you give me the height? Yeah. Is it Porzingis? No. Okay. 
It is right. egregiously tall. They're over seven foot tall. That'll keep it vague enough. They're seven foot or taller. Okay, that's yeah. Okay, that's good. Seven foot or taller. And what was the first thing you said? They're thirty. Okay. Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Because I okay. figured if I said seven one, you'd just know. And then if I said France as the college, you oh. would just know. Yeah, for sure. After that, if you said seven one, I might have guessed. Gobert first, but I also could have gone Pirtle. I might have said that. Those would probably be the top two that I would have said, though. And then um, my next, I was trying to think of a way to word the hint that there are menace and FIBA rules because the <laughs> five-second rule doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, all right, so your next player. Uh, let me open up his basketball reference and make sure that I'm looking at the right information for every clue that I give. So this player went to school at USC. Uh, Jordan Bell. No. And I think Evan Mobley. Oregon. I want to say. Jordan uh, I was just guessing Pac-12 schools. Okay. Um, but uh, Mobley. Nope. Um, he got Me- drafted to the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets. Um, I don't know if that's where he. Actually ended up right away, though, to be honest. Let me check on that. He did not. So it was either a trade on draft night or trade sometime before he played his first game. But Phoenix was the first team that he played a game for. Played an NBA minute for, I should say. Okay. That doesn't super help me, probably. So I am just going to go into my USC knowledge. Vucevic. No. There was a more recent player. He is Kevin more Porter recent. Jr. N- uh, not Kevin Porter Jr. In between age-wise, Vucevic and Kevin Porter Jr. Honestly, I, I don't even... I don't even know... Damar was a USC guy, but that's super wrong with the other hint you've given me. Because, yeah, him and Vucevic played on the and yeah, the draft thing. But him and Vucevic were on the same team in college. USC team. Mm-hmm. In between. Do you want the third one where he is now? Sure. Philadelphia. His nickname on Basketball Reference is Mr. Do Something. Mm. Mr. Do Something? Yeah, didn't know that. That's a new one to me. Most of these basketball reference nicknames are, by the way. <laughs> uh, okay. Who's on the... Not Joel Embiid. Not Montrez... Ha- no, not Montrez Harrell. Not Tobias Harris. It's got to be a bench guy. Borderline. Did... Uh, borderline... He's, he has started lots of games this year. Did Shake Milton? No, but you're okay. pretty close. Tyrese Maxey. In between those two in terms of prominence to their team, like how much they play. Should be Matisse Leibel, but he went to Pac-12 kid. He went to Washington, yeah. But it's Washington. I thought Washington, but I don't want to say it and be wrong. Who else plays for them? It's not George Niang. He went to Ohio, Ohio, Iowa State. Yeah, I know that you're not super familiar with the Sixers because you hate them. Um, no, that's not why. Um, <laughs> uh, but so this is the guy who started in place of Maxi while he's been out this season, in the big span where Maxi was out. 
He started at point guard, and they started playing way better. Not because Maxie's bad, but they just found some chemistry with this player in their starting lineup. It's not Shake Milton. Not nope. Tyrese Maxey. There's another. It's a young guard, and I'm just blanking on him. It's like not Furkan Korkmaz, the yellow shoe legend. Mm-hmm. He is young, but you probably wouldn't know that he's young by watching him play. I wouldn't think of him as a young guy. He seems like a veteran. And the, he was just... Have I named every other sixer that plays? No. Is it House? No, that's not a guard. Yeah, it's not. It's not Daniel House. Who else sees minutes for them? Uh, there's a couple. D'Anthony De- De- uh, Melton. Yep. Yep. D'Anthony Melton is the correct answer. But there's also guys who play minutes. Uh, P.J. Tucker starts. Well, I knew. Um, okay, I should rephrase that. I knew guards. that P.J. Tucker was super wrong. Okay, yeah. So guards. Because he was start. like, I think he went to Texas. Yeah, he did. That's why him and KD are like weird friends. <laughs> George Niang. Another guy. I said minutes. him. I said oh, him you when did. I said he goes to Iowa State. Oh, okay. But yeah, you got Danthy Melton. Are you ready? Yes. I'm ready. Th- are you ready for your third one? Yeah. Okay, that the third one that I had in here was too easy, so I'm gonna keep going. You're giving me Fine. a new one? I get I feel well, like no. I've given you pretty easy ones. No, no, this one was literally Luka Doncic. Okay, okay, that's fair. I was like, I feel like that's Sometimes like, those are the hardest. For, like in Pirtle, it, I got, oh. it took me six guesses to get Chris Paul recently because I just wasn't thinking of him. I was like, I just like filter out the best players on the team sometimes when I'm going through the roster. Like, yeah, because you don't think it'll be. Yeah. Okay, six foot 11. Six feet 11 inches. I am going to go with Miles Turner. No. Okay, give this me the next pl- one. This player is a Texas graduate. Oh, wow. So about as close as you could be. Yeah. But still being wrong. How in the world? It's either. So, okay, I'm not going to say my guess yet, but it's got to be either Jared Allen or... Like Mo Bamba would probably be at least have a foot. We've already had Mo Bamba. And we, yeah, we already did him. So cross him off. So it's really just, it's it's just uh, Jared Allen or Jackson Hayes, I guess. Um, who also I feel like no, I guess he could be six eleven. Who else would be that? I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge is. Wait, is it a current player? Yes. Okay. Wait, now I'm thinking, is Marcus is not signed to a team, is he? I do not believe so. I'm going to go with, because I think Jared Allen, I saw recently some place, I think it was 2K, had him listed at 6'9", where in the past he's always been listed at like 6'11". So, oh man, I don't know. Give me, I want to, I don't want to say a guess. I would like you to give me because i don't want it to be like oh i'll say one and because it's not him then it has to be the other i want to get another hint you know for me to actually find which one it is you, they you were see what born I mean? in oklahoma and went to high school in ohio wow um i don't know if that really helps um um can you on, let do... me, i'll give you a better i'll give you a better hint than that let me look up 
Um, yeah, do like something with their stats. Like, tell me oh. wh- what they average in blocks. That probably won't help. No, it will. It will. Yeah. That'll help. Well, actually, it won't because Jared Allen's not averaging as many blocks this year. I don't think. One is averaging 0.9 blocks and the other is averaging 1.2. So which one is the which one is the player that is the Oh. Cuz I like that doesn't really do anything. Yeah, <laughs> this player is averaging 0.9 blocks a game. And the other one was 1.2, correct? Yes. So I was yeah, they're both close. I should have I was trying to say like they're, they're it's close. Okay. Jackson Hayes. It is Jackson Hayes. Nice. I'm glad I thought about that really deep before. So I, also, I, I, I think saved I a just, guess. I also just totally messed up. Uh, Jared Allen's averaging 1.2, but Jackson Hayes is only averaging 0.4 blocks a game. Oh, were you looking? I accidentally read off his rookie number of years because I forget if you look at the bottom number. Oh, gotcha. Jared Allen hasn't changed. I was going to say. Hayes I, I think Jackson Hayes. That's why I thought I was like, it's got. I have to be able to tell. If it's not Jared Allen and it's Jackson Hayes, because Jackson Hayes doesn't play that much anymore. You know? yeah, Jackson Hayes uh, was born in Norman, Oklahoma. Okay. And he went to school at Archbishop Moeller in Cincinnati, Ohio. I know that his dad was an NFL player. Potentially for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm just kidding. Maybe for the Cincinnati Bengals. I was making a joke because oh. the the o- 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 Oklahoma thing. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, his dad played for, I think he was a tight end or something like that. Maybe wide receiver. I don't know. Oh, his dad is Jonathan Hayes. Yeah. I know him because of the uh, XFL. Oh. He's the head coach for St. Louis, I think, in the XFL. Yeah. Oh, and he was a uh, Cincinnati Bengals tight end. Okay. Okay. Oh, so you guessed that because he went to high school in Ohio. Yeah, that's why I, was I randomly say, you just kind of pulled the... that out of nowhere. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's why I. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, so your next one. Um, okay. This player went to school at Kentucky, uh-huh. and I'll give you another one right off the bat, or unless you want to say somebody, I guess. Um, I will go with the deep cut. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. No. That would have been wild, though. Yeah, it would have been. Um, okay, so this player was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. So that was really close. <laughs> what you just guessed. <laughs> Kentucky Hornets. Anthony Davis. Nope. Um, and then the next one, Wait, where he is it, currently. Wasn't it the, he was there before they moved, right? Or am I just stupid? He was, it also uh, he wouldn't got, be the Charlotte. It yeah, would be the, he was drafted to the New Orleans Hornets. Okay. Okay. But the year a year later, they rebranded to the Pelicans. And the year That's after that, was. Yep. Yeah, okay. Charlotte became the Hornets again. As opposed to the Bobcats. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hornets? So they're still on the Hornets, yep. Still on the Hornets. And they got drafted there. So yes. they're either young or they do just enough they don't have to leave. I Yeah, I can't remember if he was a multiple-year player at Kentucky or not. At least that was in the cards for him, I remember. 
is in the cards. Is this like a name that I'm not going to know or do I have a chance? You you know him. Yeah. You okay. Know him. I don't know if you knew he was from Kentucky or not, but um, I did. I, I remember him in college. Hornets, Kentucky. You want me to name some of his college teammates? Yeah, I like that actually. Okay. Um, let me make sure that I have this correct. Let me go to that draft. Oh, no. Okay. Before or after Jamal Murray? He was after Maj- after Majal Murray. <laughs> Jamal Murray. Yeah. Before or after? He was before Jamal Murray or after? At, did I after. say before? After. No, my yeah. brain might have shut off. Okay. Uh, before or after Tyler Hero? Same year. He's on the same team as Tyler Hero. P.J. Washington. Yep. You got it. Because that tournament team did me dirty. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that was one of the most underwhelming Kentuckys. Like, they were, they did really bad compared to how good they were supposed to do. Because weren't they a two? No, I mean, overall, like, the whole season. Like, compared to their recruits, they, you know, they had good recruiting class just like every year, but then they, they underperformed throughout the season. Because was that like, the 18th season? 18-19? Yeah. Yeah, so they had, I'm pretty sure, without looking at it, they had P.J. Washington, Tyler Hero, Keldon Johnson, I think was on that team. Kevin uh, Knox. I don't think so. Was he? Oh, this might be on the, I think so. No, Knox was in the Luka draft. Oh, that was a recruit. Sorry. Knox and Shea were recruits for this year. Maybe. I don't even know oh, what I'm reading. That was the year before. Knox would have been in the Luka draft, so that was the oh, year before. Okay. Um, I just would like to see what they were the two. Oh, really? They were a two seed. Yep, they beat Abilene Christian. It's they lost to Auburn. All right. Um. So it's your yeah your turn to give me the fourth guy. So this player's not active, correct? A non yes. And I guess just go ahead and give me the year they were drafted first, since it's a non-active guy. They were drafted in 2004. 2004 NBA draft. Man, I, I do not know that class. It's because it's right between. It's right between the LeBron and everybody draft and the Chris Paul and Darren Williams and other people I know draft. Um, it's sandwiched in between two top NBA draft classes of all time. Yeah. 2004. <laughs> Danny Granger. I think he was in 03, but I'm just going to say Danny Granger. Nope. Um, they were draft. Do you want drafted by? Give me their height. Uh, they are. They stand at 6'9". 6'9", mm, 2004. Uh, Al Harrington. Wait, no, no, no. This player was was he the first pick in the draft? They were he was not. Oh, okay. Then oh yeah, sure I'll go with Al Harrington. It is not Al Harrington. Do you want like a pit when they were picked? Do you want the um, pick or the team? Give me the team. Utah. Carlos Boozer. No, Carlos Boozer was already in the league before LeBron got to Cleveland cuz he was on LeBron's team as a rookie. Um, AK-47 Andre Karolinko Nope Alright, give me the pick 
Fourteenth pick. Fourteenth pick to Utah. 2004 NBA draft. 6-9. They were a golden gopher. They went to Minnesota. Yeah. Wasn't apparent. I Right before you said golden gopher, I was thinking Paul Millsap. But Paul Millsap, I think, went to LSU. From, or Louisiana Tech. One of those. I think it was Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech is correct. Okay. Minnesota. Do you do I know this guy? Uh yes. Okay. You should. Um maybe more famous for non-basketball events. Chris Humphreys. Yes. Oh I wow. I didn't think it would be that obvious when I said that. I just I don't feel like there's a lot of people that that works for. I guess. Especially from that era, I guess. Yeah. And and being that height, you know, and yeah. all those things combined. Yeah. Chris Humphreys, was it? I didn't know that he got drafted to Utah. I think I knew that he, he was from Minnesota, he, though. He was in Utah for two years. Hmm. I remember him on the and Nets. Then he went to Toronto for three. Then he went to Dallas. Then the Nets for a couple years. Then Boston. Then he was in Washington, Phoenix, and Atlanta to wrap okay, up. Yeah. He was in I the league until 2017. Yeah, I remember the last half of his I career. remember Nets on. Yeah. Um, huh. Nice. <laughs> Chris Humphreys. All right, this is a really good one um, that I'm going to give to you now. Okay. I don't know. I'm. You might get it really fast, though. Okay. So, but this player is not in the league. Okay. Um, what do I start with? I feel like the college might give it away. Uh, he went undrafted in the 20, 2019 NBA draft. Undrafted, already not in the league. Yep. But this is a a very like you know who this player is. They played in the NBA at one point. Yes, they played a total of 37 <laughs> games in the NBA. Started one of them. They uh, Do you want to know the team they, they started with, they went to initially, who signed uh, them as an undrafted player? Sure. Your Boston Celtics. Undrafted in 19, started in a game. Not for the Celtics, though. But Not, Okay, but did he play a minute for the Celtics? He averaged, in his rookie season, he played seven games and averaged just under five minutes per contest. In his second season with the Boston Celtics, he averaged uh, seven minutes per contest in 19 games. And then he went to a different team, also in the East, and played 11 games there, started one of them, and then was out of the league. I think he now plays in China and is a monster. Undrafted Boston. Oh! He is uh, RJ Hampton. Nope. Dang it. Um, also, he's, I think he's, And he's still on the Magic. Hampton Oh, is. really? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Um, 2019. So he was on the 2019 Summer League team, probably. I don't think you would remember him from that. You remember him from being on the bench and like people chanting in the crowd. Oh, is it Taco? Yep, Taco Fall. Taco only played in like twenty something games. Uh, twenty six oh, total. UCF would have totally given it. Yeah, away. I know. That's why I didn't say the college. That's wild. Yeah, 
I was trying to think of some just like I was like, no, we drafted Langford. I was uh-huh. trying to think of all these like Oh my goodness, that makes me kind of mad. Yeah. That's funny though. <laughs> like if if I were to actually give you real clues, it would have given it away right away. But then like giving you clues that don't help a lot, like makes you not even think of him. Like because you're like Yeah. Blowing yeah. past trying to think of like some random obscure guard. Yeah. Or yeah. No, Taco. Heck yeah. Taco fall. I was like 19 and he's already out of the league. That also should have rang mm-hmm. more bells. I probably shouldn't have gone straight to the chanting. I probably should have given you like his age and stuff. Well, that's up for debate, isn't it? People don't oh. know how old he was. Uh, this says his birthday is December 10th, 1995. So he's 27. But I'm not sure exactly. He was born in Dakar, Senegal. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a um, Thon Maker. Yeah, Thon Maker has that too. Yeah. That problem, like, they don't know how old he is. Buddy Heald was another person that. Oh, really? Yeah. At least, Did... like, he, he either lied about how old he was or he was mistaken on how old he actually was. Oh. Yeah. Because he's the Bahamas, right? Yeah. But he grew up like dirt poor in the Bahamas, shooting on like a, a trash can as a hoop. And now he's the greatest shooter that breathes oxygen. He yeah. can't do a lot of other things, but like, mm-hmm. that's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Google Buddy Hilton. Look at his list of siblings. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if his, I'm sure they have a birthday on there for him now. Yeah, December 17th, 1992. But yeah, at least that was the thing coming into the draft that there was like debate on how old he actually was. More you know. Yeah. More. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm sure stuff will come up if you type in age. But he healed is 26, not 25, as Kingsguard reveals. Also, the only thing that uh, Buddy Healed ever tweets is thank God for life, health, and strength every single day. He does? And then, like, some random other things. Sometimes he'll add, like, extra stuff. But for the most part, it's just thank God for life, health, and strength. Well, in spirit of that, thank God for life, health, and strength. And that is where we're going to end today's episode. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Jacob was a a blast on this episode, full of energy, just like me. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) You can probably tell. But yeah, it was a uh, this was a good episode. Another one in the books. Going to be, we'll get we got a few more before All Star comes up. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to the episode, hearing our All Star picks, and us talk about fantasy and all that uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, appreciate you guys for listening. But yeah, have a great rest of your day. Um, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.